believe that God is doing some great work in your life. And I believe that the God of creation is still moving on our behalf. And if there are any times that we need God in our life, these are the times. If there's any time you have to dedicate your life fully to him, these are the times. When we talk about the last days in the time of Paul, in the time of Peter, then our days, how will you call it? And I want us to be aware of the times so that we can apply our heart to wisdom. In this last days, what matters is Christ being the center, Jesus being the center of our lives. In these last days, what is the most important is our faith in God. When our faith in God stands, it changes every situation. The world may not become a better place, but your faith can make you live better in the world. The world may become very difficult, but your faith can make you stand out. Sometimes in the midst of difficulties, God also shows himself. Where there is darkness, that's when light is seen well. So, you should not throw your hands and say that is the end. It is the beginning. With Christ, the storms becomes a testimony. Whenever there is storm, there's also what we call a testimony. Once you overcome it, it also builds your faith in the Lord your God. And I pray that today, your heart will still be linked to the word of God, and God will bless you in all his ways. Amen. Amen. As we navigate through our spiritual exercises, dedicating ourselves and consecrating our life unto him, there is a reward for us. Everything we do for God, with God, we are rewarded. The disciples one day came to Jesus and said, we have left home, we have left family, we have left almost everything, and we are following you. Some said we've left our boat, our net, and following you. What are we going to get in place of that? Sometimes those questions come to everyone. Even this offering I'm giving, what will I get in return? That's a human. <laughs> human beings sometimes they do things because they want something in return. Some can even smile to you because 
they want something in return. They want to pave a way to be able to bring their request. <laughs> so they ask him, we have left wives, we have left children, we have left everything, we have left, we have left, they enumerated all those things that we have left, all this, and have followed you. What will be our reward? Just give me the scripture. You will find out that there is a reward. Jesus answered them in general that as you leave everything to follow me, you will get 100%. Uh, and he, he mentioned them in plural, apart from the wife and the husband. I want to read my scripture here before I get to what I'm saying. That is Luke chapter 4, verse 14 downward. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to where? Galilee. And news of him went out through all the what? The surrounding. This is after his 40 days fast. His 40 days fast when he went into to be tempted and he didn't eat. When he came out, the Bible said that he came out in the power of the Spirit and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. One of the greatest rewards of fasting is spiritual strength. Coming out powerfully, as a Christian, to be able to face your enemy, no wonder Jesus said, this kind, there are some kind, there are some type. He said, this kind do not go, except what? That is uh, Matthew. He said to them, Matthew 29, let's see, for 28. So he said to them, this kind, Oh, go up a little. And when he had come into the house, his disciple asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? Previously, they had tried to cast out a demon, a problem. I know some problems are very stubborn. You tell them, go, and you open your eyes, and they're standing there smiling. Someone brought a situation before his disciples. His disciples thought they could cast that thing out, and they tried and tried and prayed all kind of long prayers. I think we can read the entire thing so that you can get the entire story. Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples. Listen, I did what? 
I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He spoke to them, cast it out, but they could not. They brought it to the church and said the church should solve it, but it could not. The church could not. So there are certain situations, it is difficult, you've tried, and nothing is happening, and you could not. So let's look at it. This is the situation. He sent that situation to the disciple, and the disciple could not. He answered him and said, Oh, faithless what? Generation. Oh, what? How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Jesus almost got frustrated after teaching them all this, after they seeing Jesus casting out demons, after Jesus sending them out to cast out some demons, they brought somebody to you and you couldn't do anything. They frustrated, they were doing it out of, you know, some people don't want to cast out the demons so that they will say they are the man of God. If you do a demon, look at your face, I won't mind you. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground, wallowed, foaming at the mouth. When revelation comes, situation cannot stay. Sometimes the reason why the problems are there is because, you know, every problem have got a solution until it is revealed to you. Once you get the something done on you and you get to see how it is, ah, is that the thing? Have you ever tried a phone before you tried to do or some gadget and you were struggling with it, then later you found out how to do it? It becomes so easy. You say, ah, is that what I was struggling with? So the moment he saw Jesus, the moment you need to see him as he is, see him as the healer, see him as the powerful person, see him as the creator, see him as the master of all demonic forces. When he saw him, Jesus, I don't even think Jesus prayed long prayers like his disciples. Something happened. A man who always stayed in the presence of God, carried the presence of God. When the man saw him, when the person saw him, she convulsed the spirit of the Lord, overpowered the spirit that was causing that situation. That is exactly what is going to happen to you. You may not even speak the situation. When the situation sees you, it needs to fall. This is carrying the presence of God. And fasting and prayer bring you into the presence of God to be able to partake and bring out what is inside you and the God upon your life. So wherever you walk, when anybody sees you, it, something must happen. I remember 
I had some, we had some prayer and fasting. Uh, I had it with a friend. It's called Nketia uh, Enim. He started a, a, a Christ the rural church. Uh, he was the, the, the head. And now in the fellowship, he was my de assistant, deputy uh, prayer secretary. So we put ourselves, <laughs> I was the prayer secretary. <laughs> so we decided sometimes we try to fast and we pray, we fast. And one of the, our fasting and prayer, listen, we came out and we're going to Nima to go a witness. So we met a man and the man rushed towards us. I thought he was going to do something to us. And he came and fell in front of us. And crying, I've seen a light. I've seen a light. I've seen a light. The man was infested with demons. Practicing this occult, he said, top occult, listen. And the guy didn't understand. He says, the light overpowered him. We got him up. No, we don't care. We minister the salvation to him. He accepted Christ. He said he wanted to go and destroy some things he was missing. When we went to his room, hey! You can find all kind of things, including snakes. We even didn't know that this is a type of person but he was freed, not because we even prayed, but when you come out of the presence of God, satanic forces recognize you. He, I think he's now a senior pastor of... What I'm telling you is that, look, the presence of God don't let this fasting be a routine. It should be a relationship with Christ, with Jesus. Understand. Or else you are going on hunger strike. You don't struggle. The man rushed and fell. And we were, I was, we didn't understand it. The demons are going to recognize you. You don't need to go and fish for them. Wherever you enter, and when there is darkness, light will shine around. The disciples of Jesus tried all their best, and Jesus rebuked them. He linked even fasting to faith. He answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Monfanumra. Then they brought him to him. So they brought the person to him. And when he saw him, when he 
the one who had the problem saw Jesus. What happened? Immediately, the spirit, so there is something behind. In the case of this man, in the case of the one that is going through the situation, there is a spirit behind. But it manifests in the physical realm, and you see it as maybe mental, maybe uh, physical, maybe other things. But he said what happened is that the spirit did what? Convulsed him. There was now a battle. The spirit fell uneasy. It fell disturbed. Something is coming to disturb it. Some person is coming to disturb that spirit. And sometimes, somebody says, oh, now fast people, there's somebody who will try to annoy me, fight me, and do, you are staring the nest. The person is staring it. Don't go to the level of that person and fight the person and spoil your fasting. It is your person staring. It is staring some things. Then they brought him to him, and they saw him, and immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and swallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happened to him? And he said, from where? From a childhood. Satan is very wicked. He never gave this child peace. Sometimes the problem starts from your childhood and everybody accepted that it is part of you. Look, even if it is from your childhood, when Jesus appeared, things must change. Is from his childhood. He never had freedom in his childhood. I remember it. Obuasi. I was having a program. We're having a program. Where are you there? And I think I called some gentleman. I saw some spirit. No, no, they say he always gets listen. He had this uh, convulsion. How do you call it? The moment I called, he was called, he came. He said, devil, leave the child. He got convulsion. And he said it has been happening to him from there. He fell down, shaking, falling. They thought he was going to die. I said, no, 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 they will get down now. Within a few seconds, he got quiet and got up not confused. The father said, how? When this thing happens, it takes some time for him to relax. When he gets up, he gets confused. But this one, this boy is in his right mind. Jesus' presence 
He's still here. Jesus is still here. In the form of his body. And his body is the church. If any situation gets to his church and enters the church, that situation must bow. If the well have tried and couldn't solve it from their childhood, when it gets to the church, the church should be a solution place, a place where people enter. So the gentleman, he asked him, how long? He said, from his childhood. So he asked his father, how long? He said, and, and often has, he has thrown, often he has thrown him both into fire. Who is that he? Huh? So there is some he who is behind a situation. There is always some he or she. <laughs> the spirit was the one behind. Thank you. And often he thrown him into both the fire and what? Into the water. To destroy him. So the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to. So it's not that he wants to come and just make him something, but to come and destroy him. So whenever he sees fire, he throws him inside. He sees water, he told where he will die. Fortunately, people are there to rescue him out. So this is how these wicked demons were torturing and tormenting such a great person. But as he came in contact with Christ and he saw Christ, I think that the most greatest deliverance any man can have is to see Christ and is to know Christ. That is the purpose of witnessing. As you introduce Jesus to that person, even if you can't heal him, just witness Christ. And when Christ comes into him, something powerful will happen. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can what? Tell somebody if you can believe. You see, the way we do our things is not like the magicians. Magicians don't need your indulgence. God needs your permission. You can activate it and get it. He said, the condition, in condition that I, Jesus, can do something is if only what? You can believe. Tell somebody if you can believe. In fact, whatsoever you can believe, you can have it. I am saying it. I say what? What you can't believe is difficult to have it. He said, can you do something about it? Jesus said, for my can, there's nothing wrong with whether I can do it. I, I have no, there's no problem with whether I can do it. The problem is whether you can believe. So some of the failures 
in your life and your prayer is not that Jesus didn't hear, but is because of your own faith. So I like building the faith of people. When your faith is built up, look, there is no mountain you can move. So that is why I linked it, the fasting, with faith. Don't ever fast without your faith being activated. Faith, you should do it in faith. Whatsoever you do, do it what? Anything that is done without faith is a sin. He said, when you eat, when you drink, whatsoever, you eat it and drink it in faith, but once you begin to doubt and you eat, it's a sin. That is why I don't argue about dates, time, whether Sunday or Saturday is the Lord's day. They all say, anyone that esteem a day, he esteem it is good. So if Saturday is esteem, it's good. That is faith. Let's believe it. If also you take every day ordinary, another day good, it's good. Even if it's Friday, it's good. It is whether your faith, your faith is not in a day. Your faith is in a man. He said, I am the Sabbath. He is the Sabbath. Our mind should not go on a day, but it must go on Christ. Thank you. So if that person's mind is on Christ, on Saturday, he's doing well. Don't condemn him. If it's on Sunday, don't condemn him. If it's on Friday, don't condemn him. I hope you're getting me. Yes. Somebody asked me, do you eat quick play? How do you call it? Quick play or quick play? Huh? Quick play. play. Well, he's offered to idols. I said, well, if that's your faith that it is offered to idols, don't eat. But if your faith that the, the, the corn and everything is given by God and his food, eat. Depending on your faith. Faith is very vital. In fact, our Christian life is a life of faith. The house of God or the body of Christ is the body of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please the one you are serving. So when you're living a holy life, you must attach faith because there is a God who wants you to live holy. Not because you want to not chase women because people will say you are a good person. That one is not holiness. That one, I assure you, you will fall. The one that when you do it because you believe there is a God that sees you everywhere. 
It means that every place you go, even there are no Christians, there are nobody, you will still live that life because that God is with you. Everything must be done in faith. When you're fasting, fast in faith. You come to church, come in faith. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. And people who are unstable can never receive anything. They're here, unstable. He starts, I want to do mass. Six months, he moves. I want to go and do English. Six months, I want to go and do law. Six months, I want to go and do... And before he realized, throughout his life, he's going round, 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 while somebody has taken one way and is moving and moving. And at the end, by 60 years, he's gone round, jack of all trade. <laughs> if you are unstable in anything, unstable in your marriage, unstable in your decisions, unstable in accepting proposal. <laughs> Madam, shall I? Oh, yes. Hey, no. Hard. Oh, no. You are there, then another lady come and take the man away. Say, ah, no, 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 I want it. You say, I'm gone. <laughs> Too late. I don't know why I said, Prophet, but when you are not sure, what can you do? When you are not sure, drop it. When you are sure, take it. Hallelujah. I hope you are getting me. So Jesus said, if only you can believe. Tell somebody, if only you can believe. What will happen? Some things. Some things. Some things. Some of your Bible says some things. If only you can believe all things. I think this should settle your heart. Anything you believe God can do, you can have it. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. That is why you call yourself a believer. How many of you call yourself believers? When they say believer, who do they mean? You, Christians. We are supposed to believe. That's why I say, I am going to join the believers. Because they are to believe. No matter how difficult it is, you need, you can believe God. Even if you are at the point of death, you can believe God. When everything goes bad and there's no solution, naturally, you can still believe God. So Jesus said, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are what? To him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, 
Lord, I believe. But the way the thing have gone, ah, there's some small unbelief. Help my unbelief. <laughs> Sometimes you can, you can go through a circle of problems so much that even though you are believing the man can heal it, you look at the length of the... <laughs> you don't see how he's going to do it. He said, look, if there's any small, I don't want to leave any chance of unbelief. I want to have a total faith that my child can be healed. So even if there is any small unbelief, Lord, help it. So, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the what? The unclean spirit that disturbed that gentleman, that disturbed you. They don't like anything that is clean about your life. When they have to become great, they want to destroy it. This unclean spirit took control of this child. You will ask, how did he get it? I don't know. And the Bible didn't say it. So I won't also speculate that this is what happened. But what we knew is that there was a way he entered. But he must leave. Jesus spoke with that unclean spirit. Look at what Jesus said. I love that. He rebuked the unclean spirit. It was a rebuke. Say to it, death and what? So, it would throw him down. He was deaf and he was dumb. He couldn't hear. He couldn't speak. This particular one it was the cause of a spirit. I'm not saying all those type of situations are spirit. Some are physical. Some are something happened. But this particular one I'm preaching about, the source of it is spiritual. So you can have the same problem but the source may be different. You are happy with the same situation, but it's physically something happened. Maybe medically something happened. But this one I'm talking about is a spirit. A certain spirit called the unclean spirit. Saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit. I command you, come out of him. And what? <laughs> well, they have the ability to go and come. Sometimes you pray for a situation, the person gets here, he goes and what? And come back. He said, look, I am not telling you this man or will just hear and give a testimony after two years, it comes back again. He said, I'm permanently sucking you. The spirit of diabetes, I am permanently sucking you. The spirit of blindness, I'm permanently sucking you. The spirit of fear, I am permanently sucking you. Some of us have a spirit, some kind of fear, unknown fears. Everything you are afraid. Sometimes you create fear for yourself. 
You are even afraid to sit in a car. If I sit in a car, I'll get an accident. Hey! So you see the car. Somebody say, hey! Aeroplane! <laughs> if anything happens out there, that one, there's no bus stop. <laughs> you cannot park by the roadside. <laughs> so when you are entering it, you are entering it with fear as if you are going to die. Who told you? Don't people go and come? Just, hey, Prophet, me I feel. I said, look, let me tell you. There are more accidents on the ground than in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Why being afraid? You think the pilot himself, does he want to die? Satan throws things in your mind. What about if the ties doesn't come out? <laughs> he won't suggest any positive thing to you. He will only be suggesting. Jesus cast out the demon, rebuked it, and today, whatever is troubling your life, I rebuke that spirit. The spirit that keeps you, the spirit that brings failures, the spirit that makes you go through circles in life today in the name of Jesus. Come on! You can no longer hold the children of God. Sometimes every work you get, you go through circles, doors are opening as if unseen hand will come and, ah, today I'm speaking to you. <laughs> Satan, who is sent to put your hand on the prosperity of the children of God? Take your hand off. Amen. Take your hand off. Amen. Take your hand off. Amen. Today, I rebuke you, the spirit that makes people laugh are those people. Any place they go, people make mockery of them. People may say it's psychological. It's not. Today, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You, demonic forces and spirit, that when people get their breakthrough, and doors are opening. People begin to like them. And when they like them, they want to help them. And when they get to a place where they have to help, they don't mind them again. Today, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. I destroy your works. In the name of Jesus, come out of them. You. That causes circles of failure. You, that creates confusion in that family. You, without a cause, you create certain things. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. Live the life. Kabradish Kipaya.
Labrasta Pradush Kipra Inda. You that sit on the prosperity of the sons of God. You that sit on the prosperity of the sons of God. I stand on the covenant. Now, now rebuke it. Rebuke it. Everyone, rebuke whatsoever. I rebuke every satanic force, every power, every spirit that rule and walk and rule and take happiness from the heart and the life of God's people. In the name of Jesus, spirit unclean spirit that causes uncleanness in our life, that throws us in fire, that throws us in water today in the name of Jesus. There are unclean spirits. He said, when it comes, it throws them in fire. It throws them in water. And you'll find yourself always as if you are in fire. Anything you start, it creates trouble. And you cannot sleep by night and by day. You start a business, it ends up in debt. No, and you can't sleep. You marry, and the marriage have turned in a certain way. And you can't sleep. You build a house, and you cannot inhabit the house. No, it cannot be. Today, I rebuke that spirit. Let's rebuke it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You foul spirit, forces of darkness, that cause women and men to be barren in life. Today, I command you now, go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke every spirit that keeps you, the one that sits on your promotion in life. Today, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. I rebuke the spirit that brings confusion and not clarity in your mind when you want to take a decision. Today, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke, take your leave. And you, satanic forces that rule over children, that rule over young men, that rule over people, that rule over people in authority, Today, I take authority over you. Now, in the name of Jesus, and you unclean spirit that makes leaders take wrong decisions. Today, I rebuke your work in the name of Jesus. You cannot instigate them to take decisions that will bring hardship and destruction on the people of God. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. I rebuke every spirit that scatters churches, every spirit that tries to destroy churches. In the name of Jesus, I do warfare against you by the power of the Holy Spirit 
and the blood of Jesus Christ and the word of God and the spirit of God and the unction of the spirit of the, of the Holy Spirit, I rebuke you. We set nations free. We set people free. We set businesses free. We set families free. We set schools free. We set students free. We set children free. We set old men, young men, and young ladies and old women free. Whatsoever who the enemy call ancestral inheritance. Today, I tell you this one now come from a different ancestry. They come from Christ now, the bloodline of Christ. Today, I speak in the name of Jesus. Take your hands off. You who have just settled on people's life because of a curse that was sent years ago upon that family. These ones are different. I speak and rebuke your work. Out from their life. Out from their life. Out from their life. Out from their life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just, 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 just praise him. Stand and praise him. Just stand and praise him. Just, just bring him that bring Just praise him. Praise him. Just praise him. And now is it now. Your freedom has come. We pray.
Christians should be. Time will not permit us. But we will continue this process next week. Hallelujah. So I want you to carry on with this joy. You remember what he said in that Isaiah? He said, darkness and gross darkness would come upon the people. But in the midst of it, when things are hard and difficult, that is when God's glory is the glory of the Lord that will set you apart from the difficult time that is coming, from the difficult times ahead. The glory of the Lord will make you happy in the midst of difficulties. It won't create hypertension on you. In the midst of the situation, there will be joy bubbling out of your heart, knowing that you will not stay in it forever. But you will come out of that situation. God bless you.